everybody. Welcome to the City Girls Pod. And this is a show where we're looking at back episodes of the Sex and the City show. And today we have a very special episode. We are talking Sex and the City, but only one episode because it is time for the He's Just Not Into You episode of City Girls Pod. We've been thinking about it. We've been talking about it for a while. It's finally here. And I'm film critic Rachel Wagner and Jax is here. Hello. I'm Rachel. I'm so excited we're doing this because this is such an iconic episode of something that influenced pop culture in just such a significant way yeah like I totally had this book I don't know about you me too (laughs) I totally had it I I looked and tried to find it but I couldn't find it so I don't know probably is it's some uh some goodwill somewhere (laughs) yeah (laughs) from some move but uh but I I had it and I liked it and I enjoyed it (laughs) so I was on board I feel like the advice in the book, although a lot of it doesn't go super in depth and it's very, you know, surfacey in some ways, I think there's something to it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will definitely talk about it. Uh, there's there's some parts where I think they kind of almost acknowledge that it's BS, but but then there are parts of it that I think are accurate and helpful um but but anyway so we're talking about season six episode four pick a little talk a little and uh in this episode we have miranda in particular getting introduced to burger's theory of he's just not into you explaining the behavior of men in the 2000s at least yes (laughs) And I feel like it it's definitely accurate now and mm-hmm. probably before then even. Yes. And we also have Samantha and Smith getting very involved with this role-playing thing they're doing. Uh, Charlotte says, I love him so much. So yeah. much. <laughs> Charlotte says violence against women is harmful. Uh, and yeah, I, I kind of think that the Emberger saying anything in the rape family is not a good idea. And I, I, I agree with him there. I think that the only thing, well, I mean, Burger, that that was a funny line also. (laughs) Yes, I totally get that. I just feel like with with Sam and with Smith, like, I mean, he's just so trustworthy and great. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. think it's ever hinging on anything that's actually dangerous for her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that eventually anybody is going to want to actually have a relationship and Samantha, uh, I, I think her reticence is, a, I don't know, is a little unrealistic. I mean, I just think eventually people are going to want to actually have a conversation with the person that they're seeing, but, uh, but they can have fun as well along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think that, I mean, maybe it's because of, we've seen that Samantha with like Richard and then with the guy from her past it's like when she gets hurt she gets really hurt and maybe that's why she's putting up all these walls but I Mm -hmm. even think people who are really just hooking up still like to be like oh I could chill with this person and like talk normally yeah yeah you'd want to be able to I don't know you just want to be respected and someone that's interested in what you have to say yes absolutely at least a little bit uh, and we find out also that Smith is in AA. Yeah. I really liked this. I mm. feel like that um, in the show, we see so much alcohol consumption. And for whatever reason, if 
if people don't drink, whether it's that they're in AA or they don't like it or they're doing it for whatever reason, I just think we should normalize it more. And um, I, I think it's great that his character doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I I like the fact that that Smith isn't just a pretty face, that there is something to his character. Yeah, he actually has a lot more depth than I think a lot of the dudes that he mm-hmm. associated. Yeah. Yeah, in just a couple episodes, I feel like we practically got to know him as well as Big, which is crazy. I would agree, and that's yeah. problematic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, we have uh, the this whole thing. Miranda goes on the state with this real estate guy. Uh, there's two kisses, uh, but he wants to take it slow. He doesn't want to. Uh, he doesn't want to go home with her. Berger says he's just not into you. There are no missed messages. If he's into you, he's coming upstairs. So here's the thing, I guess, that I think about. He's just not not that into you. And I have very limited dating experience. So what the heck do I know? But what I think is that I think it's useful when we're making excuses, especially for bad behavior. I think it's useful there. Do I think all guys immediately know exactly what they want and are just a hundred percent. Okay. First date. I I'm ready to go to bed with this woman that I've literally just met. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's where I'm like, uh, we should, we be making excuses for bad behavior. No, we shouldn't. But the guys necessarily always know exactly what they want all the time. Probably not. Well, I think, I think you just completely hit the nail on the head with that. I think it, it very often is used to excuse bad behavior or to be like, oh, don't worry. You know, like, like we see in the beginning of the movie, like if a guy's mean to you, he likes you. That's complete BS. Yeah. However, it does not let us have some space for the fact that a guy might be number one, insecure to pursue you a little bit, or maybe just, you know, crazy thought here not want to jump into bed with you immediately. Right. <laughs> and actually I don't, I mean, in my experience, um, I don't feel like it's the norm for at least the kind of guys I dated. Yeah. Whatever happened, to, like, whatever happened to the three date rule, Yeah, you know, or, I mean, obviously in my case, I've got sort of like religious reasons and other things like that, that hopefully who I date would, would be on the same page and respectful of that. But, but well, if he didn't, I would pop him one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Which I guess right. is not very Christian to me, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, but, but I would, I don't know. I just don't think that all men are, are as confident as burger at least. Seems to no, think they no. And actually like something that, um, Alex, my fiance said when he was dating, he would never kiss on the first date. And it's, he's not religious. It's not for any religious reasons, but he would want to leave sort of just space for, um, not to feel like this is where this lies right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, we're definitely dating. This is a kiss. This means something. He said it was just always easier to, you know, maybe, but, but in his case, he would always make a plan if he went to a second date. And that's where I think that he's just not that into you stuff comes in. I do think that 
most of the time, even if a guy isn't super confident, he will at least try to, in some way, let you know that he wants to see you again, rather than just kind of like dropping off the map. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. If, if you're making excuses that why, oh, he's like stuck in an elevator, so he can't call me or whatever. That's ridiculous. (laughs) But it's hard sometimes when you, you feel a connection, but you're not sure should I just keep kind of it's hard especially with online you know it's like how how long do we kind of keep this banter up how long do we when are you ghosting someone and when are you just it's just not going anywhere I don't know I feel like it's it's trickier now than it was back in 2003 yeah I think it is hard with online dating where it doesn't always make it even to the date part but I think I don't know. I I do think that there is something to be said for giving people multiple chances. Like I would go out with people more than once, even if we didn't have like amazing chemistry, but if we had like a good back and forth friend thing, I would Mm -hmm. be like, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, I'll set them up with one of my friends or we'll be friends. Like, I don't think it has to be like you're in love on the first date. Plus I do. I, I do think that it's helpful to just have experience dating, you know, to, to have get used to the conversations and used to all that kind of stuff. I, I, I mean, I wish, I wish that I could date more because I think you get used to that dynamic better. Yeah. Of just having it like, okay, I'm sitting across from another person and I have to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So then we have a uh, burger says, I love you. Carrie says it back. And then Carrie tells this to Charlotte. That was a cute moment when she's like, there was one person that I had to, I had to tell. <laughs> that this and that's happened. like the eternal optimist, hopeful lover of love, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, I love Harry so much. Just adorable. Uh, she's making Shabbos and she's finally ready to be a real Jew. <laughs> she's really fully immersed in this. Yeah. She's making brisket and all oh, this kind yeah. of stuff. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And we have a podcast called One Kiss Means Forever. Do you love made for TV rom coms? Are you obsessed with Hallmark and all the Hallmark inspired copycats that have come out on other platforms like Netflix? And while being obsessed, Do you know that these are not what one might call quality films? (laughs) If so, come listen to our podcast. Each episode, we discuss one movie that did not have a theatrical release and always ends in a happily ever after. And how do we know it will end in a happily ever after? Because one kiss means forever, of course. So join us as we deep dive into each movie for about 45 minutes. Episodes drop every other Thursday, except during the very elongated Hallmark Christmas season when we join the Christmas craze and go weekly for about two and a half months. Bye! Bye. Even (laughs) Harry's impressed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What? Uh, I mean, I would probably just, I don't know, go to the local deli and get some stuff. But she's really trying. A lot of people do, which is great, you know? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the New Yorkers that I know are just like, oh, we can like, order our hala from 
an amazing place and mm-hmm. you know we don't actually have to do all that ourselves yeah here's the holla, holla. yeah <laughs> that kind of food is delicious oh i love, I love that kind of so food. much and i love latkes i just oh. yeah uh, matzo, like a, a really good matzo ball soup it's all so good so good mm-hmm. corned beef it's all very salty is my own problem <laughs> so i can't unfortunately i like very salty things and that's my problem that's yeah <laughs> uh-huh. what do you do you think that that carrie is saying i love you too early she hasn't been dating burger that long you know, that's interesting. I'm someone who's personally always waited a very long time. And I haven't said to that many people. I don't know. I mean, Rachel, I'm telling you, we know how it ends, but I, this feels so right to me, these two, and it didn't feel rushed. How do you feel? I think maybe a little bit rushed, but sometimes you just are rushed. Sometimes things happen fast. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, by the end of this episode, you get very frustrated with burger. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's for a while it's going, going really well. Yeah. They have such good chemistry. Oh, this (laughs) kills me. So his book, Hurricane Pandora, and she says in my fantasy, it'd be brilliant in reality. It was. And her big problem, though, she she mentions one thing about the character wearing a scrunchie. And the thing about this is, like, how many times could he possibly bring this up in this book that she has a scrunchie on? You know, what is he talking about her hair like nonstop? Yeah, like constantly. It's so this I, I was very curious as to your perspective on how Carrie handled this and what you thought. Mm-hmm. It's tricky because. You know, as even as a critic, it is easy to kind of hang on to those one one or two negative things. And I and then I see people do that with my own writing. I actually just had this happen where I wrote what I thought was a pretty positive, glowing review, but I had a few little critiques and uh luckily they weren't uh they weren't contacting me on my social media, but on the um theater site that I write for. There were like all these comments and people were like, why didn't you do, you know, why, why did you say this? And why did you do this? And they were not happy with my review. And I'm thinking, I literally told people to go see it. I said it was, I, I liked it, but uh, it is hard sometimes when you get that to not focus on that. It's like human nature to not focus on that, on the neg for some reason to, to focus on the negative is human nature. I don't know why it's just a weird thing that we all do. Yeah, it's really tricky because I think that we know that Burger is insecure. And I think Carrie brings it up in like a really funny way. But I, she probably could have led with all the things that she did love about it. And then like the third or fourth thing be like, but what about this scrunchie? But Burger really shuts it down really fast. Like he's so incredibly sensitive about it. Yeah. Well, and. I, I think that, like I said, even if she had had it be the last thing that she said after a whole bunch of praise, it's there is still something about our human nature that that's the one thing that we're going to kind of pick on is that, oh my gosh, this, and a, and a lot of it comes down to imposter syndrome, where it's like, we don't feel like we really belong. We don't feel uh, like 
we're really good enough. And so we just hang on to that, uh, that piece of criticism and are, uh, you know, have a hard time. I mean, I, I think it's understandable, but it's also like a little bit unrealistic that if he, he wants to be a published author, I mean, he has to be able to have a little bit thicker skin than this. Yeah, especially when she has so many specific good things to say about his writing. And this is more just like a joke. Yeah. And and then she goes on and on and on and on praising his writing throughout the episode. And that starts to feel a little patronizing because it is kind of she's just she's just trying to dig herself out of this kind of pit that she's she's dug. Uh, But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't think i would ever really give actual critiques for i mean my sister's a writer and i guess if she she asked me maybe i could do it i think it'd be hard to give actual critique of people that you love yeah there's just something and also like there's nothing he can do at this point like this is already into the publisher like I think this is like a galley copy or before it gets published. So I don't think there's anything you yeah. can change. I might be wrong. So it it just feels, I don't know what I actually thought was Carrie's biggest misstep is after she said that fine. And then she tries to, you know, dig her way out of it. But when they saw the woman with the scrunchie and he was like, oh, see, I thought she just could have been like, you got me instead of being like, she's not from New York. And then asking her and she's yeah. you know, from Megan, Georgia. But it, I was like, just let it go, Carrie. Let him think he won this. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let's get pretty annoying by the end of this episode. Just he sure like, does. Come on, you gotta. I mean, even in a relationship, you're not gonna agree on everything. You're not gonna. And I, I, I feel like you need to be able to handle like a tiny, the tiniest bit of criticism. Uh, but we also have uh miranda's guy that she'd gone out with uh does send her the dump email (laughs) she's like oh see (laughs) and then she gives the uh the help for the um the she listens she overhears uh uh, look like two college aged women talking and she's she gives them the big advice about he's just not just not that into you they did not appreciate it no they didn't (laughs) I thought uh, their reaction was a little strong. I think they called her a B. Yeah, they did. And uh, we also have Harry. So Charlotte's made this big meal and he's watching the Mets game while they uh while they're eating. And I think it's okay, I guess, that he's watching he starts out the meal watching the game when they're eating. I still wouldn't do it, but once she asks him to not do it and she's worked so hard on this meal. I do think it's pretty rude. Yeah. Rachel, I feel like, I mean, obviously we'll get into it. What she says to Harry is like devastating, but, and she shouldn't have said it, but I think it was coming from a place of insecurity and all these things. But look, she has spent all of this time and effort, not only like, you know, preparing for Shabbos, but like becoming Jewish for him Mm -hmm. are you freaking kidding me and she's observing one of the traditions and 
you as someone who is, you know, so firmly rooted in his Judaism so much so that he wouldn't marry someone non-Jewish is going to not respect what she's doing. It, it sort of made me be like, Harry, this feels like it's all BS if you can't just be in this moment right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when she says I gave up Christ for you and you can't give up the Mets, that is a very iconic line and very funny, but <laughs> I, I, I do agree with him when he's like, what are you going to say that for everything in our marriage or in our life? You're just going to say, I gave up Christ for, I mean, I don't think that she was that strong of a believer to begin with that. I don't think she really gave up Christ for Harry. I think she just, no. no. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. <laughs> but it, it is very rude though when she she was winning in this argument all the way up until she basically said do you know what people are thinking when we're together and that was devastating that was rude that was rude because it's not like he's i don't know some neanderthal <laughs> like he's perfectly like normal also yeah i get it i mean he is marrying up but not that much i <laughs> Also, I, I have to say, as someone who like lives in New York and I see couples all the time, Harry is a cute man, like he's a cute guy, and he's a lawyer. Like I'm telling you, like I have, I've babysat many a rich family in my day, and like gone to the schools and seen the couples, and like that actually isn't so yeah. bonkers of a match, right? So calm down girl and also like it's not just about looks but the only reason I had I thought it was so hurtful and cruel what she said however I actually did have a little bit of empathy for her because she was feeling so insecure about the fact that like she thinks he actually doesn't want to marry her that I think she was just like grasping at straws again it's not an excuse to treat someone like that but I think she was just operating from a place of desperation which they haven't even been together that long so i don't know mm -hmm. why she's thinking like that yeah and he says to think i bought a ring the way he says it oh yeah my that heart. was sad it was sad um, but then miranda goes on a date with harry's friend it's charlotte being the matchmaker and he calls it a night but he actually is has the runs he's sick and there's and that's when Miranda's like that is a reason that's not making that an excuse <laughs> well that's another thing too and Rachel you're saying it's not like excuses for bad behavior and then what it and I could see in his face that he actually <laughs> liked her yeah and I've been um I have a very sensitive stomach and I've been on dates before where I'm just not feeling well and or like if I've eaten something or like I just am like, okay, I need to just go be alone now. And yeah. I, it's not because you don't like the person like mm -hmm. goodness gracious. We well, yeah, And I, like I said, I think sometimes you need to sort of go home and be like, you know, that was fun. I had a good time with that. I, it's worth giving it another try. I don't think you always just know. Yeah. And like, I also think if you think that this could be a long-term thing, you're also like, I can see this person in a week or two weeks. I can go home and get a good night's sleep and like decompress and take yeah. a bath. Like it's not, <laughs> it's not this like fever pitch of like, if you're on a vacation or something and it's like a one night only situation where you're both in the same place and, but it, you don't, everything doesn't need to be like a movie every time. Yeah. 
sometimes it absolutely does happen where it's just either a total train wreck or or just amazing chemistry uh but not always it's not always so sure i don't think i'd call in a night uh and carrie tries to make fun of her hat and tries to convince him yeah it's just not going well no and she sees how he's shutting down and that that's something about burger that um is really difficult like he stonewalls carrie he won't talk about it and that's what is really tricky yeah. you can't really be in a relationship that's healthy if someone does that to you yep and uh and and then we also see charlotte and they say just what new york need, needs another single jewish girl <laughs> i know my poor pumpkin uh, so what would you give this episode one to ten? What do you think? I love this one. I yeah. think this one's a lot of fun. I would actually give this one a nine. What yeah. about you? I agree. I agree. I think it's a it's a really memorable one. Ho ho ho! We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. All right. Well, let's talk about the movie. <laughs> so it, it's not that often that you have a movie that's based on a nonfiction book like this. Uh, it, and so they took the approach of having all of these different characters and their storylines. And I, I, I am not going to be able to remember all of the names of all of these characters. So oh, I'm either. just referring to them as the actors. Yes, but uh, that's going to be easier for everyone. Yes. Uh-huh. But uh, saying, uh, like when we, when we were logging on today, we're like, everyone's in this movie. Yes. So this came out in 2009. And so it, there's a pretty big gap there between this episode, 2003, and this movie, 2009. And uh, really, the the late 2000s had so many terrible rom-coms that it it kind of i think soured a lot of people on the genre something like when in rome or you Mm -hmm. again or um i don't know uh, the backup plan which was just atrocious um (laughs) um, this one for the most part i actually like i know it's it's pretty got pretty not good reviews on letterbox and other things but i I didn't know that yeah 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 um but I, I like it. I, I think that uh, some of the plot lines don't work as well as others. But overall, I think it's a pretty fun little movie about dating. I agree. And it's like that classic rom-com 
all really solid actors. So I'm I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I think if someone's complaining about it, especially in 2009, I think you're exactly right, Rachel. People were just primed not to like the rom com. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, there was so many bad ones that I think they, the whole genre got kind of, like I said, yeah. soured on people. Okay. So Kevin Connolly is, starts out going on a date with Jennifer Goodwin at the beginning of this movie. And uh, it turns out he is in love with Scarlett Johansson. Uh, and uh, he's kind of on this date just, I guess, because, uh, because of a friend uh it hooked them up and uh he's not really into it yeah and it's always so interesting too because like they talk about like being on someone's hook and it's like she's on his hook and he's mm-hmm. on scarlett johansson's hook yeah and scarlett johansson is the one that's not that into him mm-hmm. in that case i mean it starts out with the the little girl getting pushed and then the mom saying oh he has a crush on you i can't imagine any mom actually saying that that would be so bizarre to me. But... I know that that's like a trope that they say that it's like, oh, don't worry, he likes you. But like my parents never said that to me. No. By the way, this little girl is such a good little actress. Yeah. She is darling. Yeah, she was cute. Yeah. But basically it says we're all programmed if a guy acts like a total jerk, he likes you. I laughed when I saw this scene <clears> because <throat> he tells her that she like what is it? it smells like dog poo or something. And when I was in kindergarten, my crush, Stephen Miller, I liked him so much. And he told me that my breath smelled like kitty litter. And I was devastated. And literally that was, I don't know how many years ago now at this point, decades ago. And I still remember it. (laughs) The wound is still there. That's the wound is still there. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And like I said, I think that, that this is where the, the whole idea, the concept works best when a guy is acting like a total jerk. Uh, he's probably not that into you. If he's just like a little insecure, maybe he might be. I don't know. But um, <clears throat> we have Kevin Connolly is like roommates or friends or something with Justin Long. And then uh, this is how it's all connected. And then uh, Scarlett Johansson has this meet cute with Bradley Cooper and I don't know if you agree but I think the whole Scarlett Johansson Bradley Cooper is the weak part of this movie it leaves me feeling icky and like look here's the thing with this like I'm not saying like cheating and infidelity I'm I'm not ever saying it's okay like but I think that it can be addressed in a movie and you can feel like empathy for those characters or like those characters really have something and be like this is so complicated but it seems so fueled by lust and superficial Mm -hmm. things that I actually really have a hard time getting down with it although she's really hot in this movie so that's like you know that part of my brain is like she's beautiful but I agree with you I, I don't love it yeah well and it's just weird to have sort of the tropes of a romantic comedy done with cheating like that just it is icky i think that's a good word for it yet it and just I, feels so like music producer i don't know all yeah. of that. there's just so many and you also don't see them like 
you also don't see them connecting on any other level except for physical where you yeah, can like true. root for them and be like, oh, maybe they are, he is with the wrong person or maybe there is something there and you, you don't root for me. I didn't root for them in any way. I think those two are the most unlikable characters and not because they're cheating just because I don't find their characters very likable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I agree. They're very, they are very selfish characters and so we find out that Bradley Cooper's character is married. He says, I don't do this. I don't help hot struggling singers that are incredibly charming. Yeah, you're right. It's all sort of physical from the very beginning. And her yeah. behavior doesn't really make sense. I don't feel like, I mean, especially when they go, you know, the whole stripping, swimming scene, things like that. I, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like most women wouldn't do that with a married one, married man. Yes, I would even go as as far to say that most women women just wouldn't do yeah, that yeah maybe like on the first or second hangout and i'm not shaming anyone who would like it's just extremely bold well yeah and then i mean i guess she's emboldened by the fact that drew barrymore tells her that oh my friend of a friend who uh was happily married and then met the love of her life and they ended up getting married i mean it feels like that's uh, a huge stretch and doesn't really like is a very strange way just because the outcome I guess turned out okay doesn't justify the moral moral behavior that the individuals had yeah I also think that like I do think that that happens but like it's the whole thing of like they fell in love and like falling in love takes time. These two aren't in love. They're like in complete yeah, yeah. lust. It's not like, I mean, I've known situations of people who've like known each other for a while. Like actually it's a friend of a friend, but they all worked at a theater company together and it was two couples. Um, And they ended up at this rep company. They had done a bunch of shows together. They literally fell in love with like each other's spouses and like they all got divorced and then got with their new partners oh and like they're actually like really have like yeah. very happy family life like but they ended up being like oh we're with the wrong people and I know it sounds very like that's I'm sure there mm-hmm. was a lot of pain and stuff there too and whatever but sometimes you aren't with the right partner but I just think that what they what she is with Bradley Cooper is just so superficial and he's yeah. so yucky he's so yucky in this I think you need to write that their their story as a script i mean that sounds like an oscar winning script if i've ever heard it. it is incredible like my friend was telling me about this this is years ago and she was telling me about it. i was like wait and she goes yeah and all their kids like hang out now because they're all like double siblings now that's like, so it's weird. yeah i just love it i was like it's well, like um, it worked out that's like shania twain you know that she ended up that's marrying the, the the husband of the person that her husband cheated on with it it's wild you know, sometimes things life work is crazy. out in this way. Life is crazy. But I but I think that I really try and like reserve judgment about things, even like there's lots of things that morally are questionable, but I try and reserve judgment. But in this, in this, he's just so yucky that I'm well, gonna, I I'm gonna think, go ahead and judge him. Yeah, and I just think because just because the ending turned out okay doesn't necessarily mean that 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 was the right. Uh, choices that we should be like oh well I'm gonna emulate that behavior I'm gonna you know use that to guide my life uh because they happen to have a good ending at the end uh I don't know but uh so we have uh we have 
Ben Affleck is friends with Bradley Cooper. Um, and Ben Affleck is dating Jennifer Aniston. Her younger sister is getting married. And uh, he claims that people get married because they're insecure and uh, that they have a, a great life. Um, and they, you know, people who make their choices, that's fine. But the problem is, is that he's clearly not like really listening to her and what she wants. Uh, and that he kind of goes on these speeches, gives these Ted talks about marriage when it's clear that that's what she wants. And she wants that level of commitment. I think that's the main problem with his sort of philosophy. Yeah. Although I totally agree. I, I do think that Jennifer Aniston and Ben Affleck, I had so much, uh, I was so invested in these two characters and I had a lot of empathy for both of them. Mm-hmm. They're a good couple too. Like yeah. even, even though you're right, he wasn't really listening to her and taking things into account. He, he really is a good partner for her. Well, I mean, that's what I'm just saying though, that like, there's nothing, I guess, wrong with his philosophy on, you know, just wanting to be a committed couple, except for the fact that she doesn't want that. <laughs> and that's <Yes>. the problem. <laughs> So it's like, oh, do you just get what you want out of defaults? Yeah. 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 Uh, so then we have uh, Jennifer Connelly is married to Bradley Cooper. And it starts out with her saying he's the best husband. I find that hard to believe. Uh, I, no, he's not. <laughs> he's just not. Well, yeah. And, and they try to sort of defend the book by saying, oh, well, uh, Bradley Cooper didn't call Jennifer Connelly for 11 days and now he's the best husband. So <laughs> that's kind of their way of being like, see, he wasn't that into her. And he clearly wasn't. I mean, he says, oh, well, you're a jerk if you if you don't marry the girl after a while. And I mean, I, I think that's bizarre reason to get married. I mean, it doesn't even seem like he likes her, let alone loves her. It's, it's so, that is another reason, Rachel, why I just had so much trouble with his character because Mm -hmm. he doesn't really seem there. There's no depth there, right? Like, it's not like I love my wife. She's my best friend, but I'm so attracted to this other person. It's like, he kind of just is running around, like just chasing his basic carnal needs and is not even considerate of her at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they they have the whole thing with the smoking, which you could not get that out of your clothes. And you're, if you were really smoking, like, Oh, it seems like he's smoking actually a lot. Yes. The, you wouldn't be able to hide it. I mean, you smell it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like she knows she knows. Yeah. And I uh, kind of weird that he, uh, <laughs> He immediately goes to, we've got all these undocumented workers working at the house. Also, how screwed up is that, that he's going to blame it on them when he knows it's him? I mean, you're a trash person. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't have undocumented workers at your By house. By the way. Yep. A little mm-hmm. weird. Especially um, you're going to throw them under the bus for something that you've been doing. Oh, yeah. It's trash. So then we also have uh, that Kevin Connolly is... Uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Connelly's, uh, her realtor. Yeah. And he's been uh, making uh, ads 
in the uh, gay magazine that Drew Barrymore works for. And so she, he's, he's trying so to like cute in this movie. Yeah, he's trying to get into the 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 that market, I guess, which is funny. I think she is just delightful in this yeah. movie. She she has kind of a small part, but uh, we'll talk about her her iconic speech, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but then we also have uh, the fact that Jennifer Connelly, Jennifer Aniston, and Jennifer Goodwin. All three work at the same place. I is... cannot believe they're all named Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, they're all named Jennifer. All and, the gens. I mean, this would be an extremely attractive workplace. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like all A-list celebrity hotties. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can you and, imagine? And I think it's Jennifer who says there are no rules anymore, which I think is a problem. That, I mean, there used to just be a kind of an understanding of, okay, this is what the guy does. This is what the girl does. And that was, some of that was bad, but at least you kind of knew what was expected and what Mm -hmm. was coming and what the rules of courtship were and things like that. And now it's just kind of like anybody's best guess. We're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And I think that in a lot of ways, that'll be better in the long run. So we're not in these like strict gender roles but i do think that it does feel a little like the wild west you yeah, know yeah yeah um so then busy phillips works with justin long obviously has a crush on him and he's just kind of like eh, whatever he's kind of rude yeah yeah he's he, that guy he, yeah i mean i guess as a bartender he probably gets kind of cocky because he thinks he can sort of solve in the world of this movie at least solve everyone's problems and and uh, that he knows everything but he's pretty he he's pretty rude to her uh i felt bad for her and uh so then jennifer goodwin comes into the bar and kevin's pen that was promotional pen to the dentist (laughs) that's a really adorable me cute the way they're interacting they have a lot of chemistry Mm mm-hmm yeah, I mean, it's it may be a little bit hard to believe that he has so much time to devote to her <laughs> with this, but uh, but yeah, they they do hit it off. They have good chemistry. Uh, they uh, he introduces her to the whole concept of he's just not a, not that into you, and then we see that through the the course of the movie. And he says, if any guy acts like he doesn't give a thing, he genuinely doesn't. Yeah, and I think it's fun to see her interacting with a guy who in the beginning is just a friend to her, not a potential mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson is friends with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> so they get a pedicure together. They're all talking. And that's when Drew Barrymore gives her the terrible advice about Scarlett Johansson's like, cool, cool, cool. I guess I'll call him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer Aniston says, I need you to stop being nice unless you're going to marry me to Ben Affleck. (laughs) That's a rough conversation, but I do admire her for saying this is what I want. Yeah. Are you ever going to marry me? Um, And that's when we get the, if he's not marrying you, he's not that into you uh, on the uh, title card. And I, I think that's not necessarily the case. But you both have to be equally invested in not being married. I agree. And I think it's also like how important, like I talked with my sister about this, like she and her boyfriend have been together for 
a long time. They've known each other for 15, 16 years and like dated the first year that they knew each other and then broke up for a few years and been dating for years now. And she never wants to get married. She just doesn't. And if he cared about it, she would think about it, but he doesn't really care. So I think it's an interesting dynamic of like, oh, he it, it's fine with him not to be and she doesn't want to be. And I don't think it it means that you're not invested in someone if you don't want to be married. I think there's lots of reasons like that people might not care about that. But I think you're right when someone is on such a different page and she wants it so badly. I think the fact that it's like just off the table to discuss is kind of screwed up. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like I don't really, I guess, understand why it would be such a big deal to him if, I mean, we're not really given the the actual reasons why he doesn't want to get married. Like, did his parents have a bad divorce or, you know, what, what is the reason aside from him just thinking that people are lame who get married? I, I feel like that's not a very good reason. I feel like if, if there were less characters in this movie, we could have delved into it more. Yeah. That's but fair. it does seem a little bit like he's just afraid of like, if things are so good, why would we change things? And maybe he's afraid of what we see later with like, you know, uh, the sister's husbands. Then once you get married, like you lose some of that mm-hmm. spark. And I, I get, I actually do get that. Mm-hmm. Well, so we find out that Drew Barrymore gets MySpaced. <laughs> it's a, it was Which, a different time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm surprised that that was still a thing in 2009. I know I am too because we were already we already had Facebook. Well, and also evidently the gay signals are totally different than the straight signals. That was funny. <laughs> I love that <laughs> the stare. Yeah, three seconds or more. <laughs> um. So then Drew Barrymore says, "I had this guy leave me a voicemail at work, so I called him at home, and then he emailed me to my BlackBerry, so I texted to his cell, and then he emailed me to my home account, and the whole thing just got out of control. And I missed the days when you had one phone number and one answer machine, and that one answer machine ha- has one cassette tape, and one cassette tape had a message from a guy or didn't, and now you just have to go around checking all these por- portals just to get rejected by seven different technologies. It's exhausting." And I, I think that it. That speech. I think seven is like mild now. I mean, I, that's part of the reason why I haven't gotten on TikTok is just like I, I'm like I can't handle it. I can't handle another one. I have too many as it is. I can't There's handle another social media. Many. There's too many. Oh, many. <laughs> I I love the way she plays this too because I think it'd be very easy to play this like rattle it off really fast and do like the quirky thing, but she actually kind of takes you through it. In a pretty systematic way. Mm-hmm. I just think she's brilliant. I'm obsessed with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It's a really, it's the best scene. I think this is the best moment of the whole movie. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I do think that Chris Christopherson feels so out of place and weird in this movie as Jennifer Aniston's dad. <laughs> I love it. It's like, oh, cool. I don't get it. Yeah, like, it's such like, a weird choice. I would love the offer that came into his agent, like his reps. And he's like, sure i mean star study cast yeah cool uh well it's so then bradley cooper he says that uh that you're having your funeral instead of when he's talking about instead of the wedding and he's like no guy wants to get married all they're thinking about is all the girls 
they're missing out on. And that's when Ben Affleck's like, no, I don't want to get married to anybody. I mean, I don't want to be with anybody else. I just don't want to get married. And so, I mean, boy, I have to I say, mean, in Ben Affleck's defense, if if his friends and dudes around him say crap like this, no wonder he's like, yeah, Maybe I don't want to get married. Like, I kind of yeah, get it. True. Like, he's like, I don't want to be with anyone else. What are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Yeah. That is a, such a jerk comment that he makes and saying funeral instead of wedding. I mean, he just is a real loser in this movie. He really, and I know I hate these gender stereotypes of like men feel this way and women feel that way. There are plenty of men who know how lucky they are and don't want to be with anyone else. Yeah. And also like, even if you do want to be with someone else, a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm tempted, but I'm still grateful to be married. Like he's, it's, he's scummy in every way. Yeah. And, and I don't think there are very many people that once you're with a partner, even if things aren't going that well, that are like, boy, dating was way better. No. <laughs> dating what? sucks. I don't get it. Like, I mean, I- maybe if you look like Bradley Cooper, maybe it's a different situation. <laughs> you're meeting Scarlett Johansson's at every checkout line. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, and so, so Jennifer Goodwin is out with this guy and they're, they're, they've somehow gotten to a point where she's in his apartment evidently. And so she calls Justin Long and he's with another woman and he gives her the advice of just like, make him wait and wait. And he's, if he's saying that he's not going to, to call her or that he's going out of town or whatever, that, uh, he's bogus. But I feel like if you had a connection enough that you got over to the person's house uh, I feel like that's a, a weird thing that the guy said that. I yes although what I was thinking is he wanted to be able to know that he could sleep with her and then not call her like it'd be like oh I'm just laying down the groundwork now you know what I mean which I was like oh I feel like most people wouldn't even bother with that though they would if their true goal was just to get laid i feel like you would just get laid and you wouldn't say actually, any of that stuff that's a really good point why would he say it ahead of time yeah, yeah actually that doesn't really i'm glad you brought that up because that doesn't make sense yeah and i i would be super annoyed if i was this girl that was with justin long and he's like excuse me let's stop making out so i can answer this yeah. call from another woman <laughs> And you what? you can see why Jennifer Goodwin thinks that he's into her because that's not normal. I don't feel like to no, you. No, and she thinks it because he is. Yeah, obviously. Um, so uh, then we have uh, this bizarre toast that the cousin makes at the wedding uh, rehearsal. I think it is, uh, and saying all about how Jennifer Aniston is still single and. You're just like, why are you even talking about her? This is not about her at all. It was weird. no, I that was weird because I could see that coming up in a conversation with an obnoxious person, but you wouldn't put it in a toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that T-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. 
And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. We get that if she's not sleeping with you, she's not that into you. That's definitely not true. Yeah, definitely not. Especially like you, like I said, if you have like reasons, you know, if you're, uh, I, the only thing that I will say is I didn't move physically fast with people for like more sexy things, but I will say if I had been on a couple of dates with someone and I hadn't kissed them, it, it, for yeah, me, that and that's just see. for me, it meant that I didn't really like them that much. Cause that would happen to me. And I would get to like a fourth date and it would kind of dawn on me that like, I liked flirting with them, but I didn't want to kiss them. And for me, that was always a good wake up call because I don't, I don't, um, I think kissing for some people can be very intimate, but like, I don't look at it that way. And I, it would really mean for me that I wasn't attracted to them. And that was a good thing for me to know about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that I, I that makes sense to me. I mean, we have the the commentator guy who says a girl will never will never sleep with you if she calls you cuddly or dependable, pops a zit in front of you, or is named Amber and Christ- or Christine <laughs> or Amber's and Christine's. I don't know. They I'm did. so sorry, Amber and Christine. Yeah. <laughs> I I to- I agree with the zit thing, but dependable and cuddly. I want people who are dependable and cuddly. What? Yeah, yeah. Do you agree with that? I yeah, don't get no. that. I totally, yeah, I don't agree with that. And then uh, we have, they find Bradley Cooper is with Scarlett Johansson and they, again, they, they, they make it very, feel very transactional. It's not romantic. It's not swoon where they were. We're not supposed to be, I guess, invested in this couple. Um, so I just kind of wish that it didn't exist and they were just, I know they're trying to show like all different kinds of love. But this isn't really love. It's just people being inconsiderate. <laughs> I, I think, Rachel, the best moment that they have in the movie is the meet cute. She's really adorable. He's really cute. And I thought it was going to go a different place than it did. Like, even if it went the affair route, I thought they were still going to have this cute, sweet chemistry, but they don't. She turns into like this rare and he turns yeah, into weird. like some sort of pig. Like, but the first scene is so cute. Yeah. We have Jennifer Goodwin watching some kind of wonderful, which I was glad to see because I think that movie is way underrated. Uh, I like it better than breakfast club. Really? Uh, I haven't seen it. I need to. Oh, you've never seen it. No, I love breakfast club. So I need to see some kind of wonderful. Yeah. I really, I like it. I highly, highly recommend it. And it has one of the great kisses in movies. It's such a good moment. Justin Long invites her to this party and uh she ends up like manning the snacks the whole time it was kind of weird i love when she was like oh like co-host yeah and i mean i guess he is he thinking he's still in sort of high school college mode kind of as far as relationships you know like hanging out kind of a thing I, yeah, and I think he's just not putting together. He's like, oh, she's my friend. She can do this. But then he's like hanging out with that really hot girl, um, mm-hmm. which I thought that girl was so cool. Like she's like just they're playing video games and she's like, oh, it's 3 a.m. Got to go. Like she's she's just had a very cool girl vibe. 
yeah it's very like hanging out kind of a vibe that he has that's what i'm saying it's sort of more like high school yeah uh college maybe more kind of thing oh we're just hanging out as opposed to like i'm actively trying to have a relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah for sure and so she once things are uh, once the that girl leaves then she makes the move and he's shocked he doesn't see it coming and uh, and then she says i know that i'm a lot closer to finding a relationship than you are yeah that was a really good speech you are you have not won you are alone i'd rather be like that than be like than be like you yeah so and then we get the actual wedding and chris christopherson has a heart attack that was Again, so upsetting such a strange casting choice he's like sure i'll do it I mean, I get that Chris Christopherson is in a lot of movies, but I don't know. I just feel like all of a sudden he does not feel like Jennifer Anderson's father in any way. Not at all. But I like that he was like, yeah, sure. I get to have a heart attack and play Jennifer <laughs> Anderson's dad. I'll do it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, then we have Jennifer Connelly uh, being kind of rude to Jennifer Goodwin at work. Uh, and saying he's my husband, not just some guy who didn't call me back. You know what? Okay. So here's the thing. I actually found that interaction to be kind of tricky because she was rude, but then also it's like, oh, it's her husband and she's Mm -hmm. devastated. So the whole thing, I just hated that. Well, and she says that, oh, well, I, there's some reason why he did the, she's like blaming herself for the fact that he cheated, which he also tells her that at the Home Depot. Because he's a classy guy. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously that's not like any relationship. It does take two for it to dissolve, but his choice to be uh, his choice for infidelity is not her fault. No. And it's so sad to watch her try and take that on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, I was fun when we first met. It doesn't matter. And that's not an yeah. excuse. Also, I don't get the vibe that they've been like, I mean, she says they don't sleep together anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really get the vibe that they've been like struggling or talking about anything. I don't know. It just, he just. Sucks. That's why it doesn't make sense when at the beginning of the movie, she's like, he's the perfect husband. Like, what? <laughs> he's definitely not. Yeah. I mean, things have, there's no way things have devolved that much that quickly. No, no. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> Uh-huh. So then we get Justin Long being really needy and missing Jennifer Goodwin, which is so super cute. Cute. He's a darling. And Busy Phillips calls him on it, which I love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yes. And uh, so the, supposedly that Justin Long says that that we get some thrill from not paying our, our bills on time. I've never no that's I, no that's a hard no for me dog yeah. that's that doesn't get me excited <laughs> even the procrastination that he talks about like there are reasons i postpone paying bills because i don't have the money yeah. or i procrastinating because i feel overwhelmed but i don't think i do stuff like that to get a thrill yeah that, that doesn't turn me on no Not paying bills no, no. I-, <laughs> I mean so for those of you who are listening and open to, you know, Dayton Rachel. Not paying bills is not a turn on no, for her. No, that's not a turn on. 
What if it was? What if you're like, I love (laughs) paying the bills. If you come and pay my bills, that's a turn on. Yeah, that's a turn on. (laughs) Take note, fellas. I mean, seriously, like one less thing to have to worry about. And yes. That's that's way sexier really? than that's way sexier than I don't know not paying the bill. Yeah. So Jennifer Connolly goes over and tries to be sexy with Bradley Cooper. Uh, he says, "Do you want to save our marriage?" And he says, "Of course." And uh, so then she leaves, and Scarlett Johansson's in the closet, uh, and she she comes out and she says, "You'll never touch me again." So at least she shows some backbone. Okay, though she does, but. Wow, this was rough. <laughs> it was super awkward. A, everything about it. Again, he is trash. Like, I, 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 I was mind. The scene. I mean, is this mind-boggling. How this can be surprising, though, is questionable. When she knows that he's married, he knows that. What does she expect him to do? To say to his wife? oh no i you know i'm not into you or whatever no of course it it can't be that surprising but i guess maybe it's one thing to think about it it's another thing to actually hear it slash see it yeah for sure and i think she's also hoping that he will say like i can't do this Mm -hmm. you know to the wife like you know if you really think some people really do like have that, you know, and, but he, he's trash again, Bradley Cooper's trash in this movie. I'm, yeah. I just am so agitated with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, so then Scarlett Johansson ends up with Kevin Connolly and he thinks, Oh, she's really finally into me again. And, uh, he shows her then this house that he wants and, uh, to get, and he's like, I, I only want to get it if you're into it. He, and then she finally says, no, I, you know, we, I'm not, I'm not into you. I don't, that whole interaction is very awkward. It is. I think it's like the typical thing that you see. It's like, she goes to him when she needs her like ego mm-hmm. pumped up. And that's another reason why this character is difficult for me. Cause I think she and Bradley Cooper disregard people's other people's feelings the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And well, and they have absolutely no chemistry at all No. Like when he kind of gets together with Drew Barrymore at the end, that is way more chemistry. That's really cute. It's cute. It's cute. Uh, So then uh, Jennifer Aniston is uh, taking care of her dad and all of her brother-in-laws are being pigs watching football instead of caring. She's like, did you guys get any food? And they're like, oh, we're okay. We got takeout. No, for everyone else, you dummies what is wrong with you like mm-hmm. come on i cried really hard when we see ben affleck in the kitchen yeah it was very cute and then she says it's enough i miss our lives together uh the only thing i want you to get rid of is those pants that she just likes i don't know why she just likes those pants so much they're fine like <laughs> yeah. cargo pants are fine <laughs> yeah I, th- I, I actually thought it was really sweet and i feel like she did mean it in a sense like i don't feel like she was it was a desperate plea for him to get back with her but when she said you're more of a husband to me than my sister's husband's are to, to them mm-hmm. and i think that she really did have an illuminating moment where yes of course she still would like to be married you know we see later but like 
I do think that it wasn't just a desperate thing to get him back. She really meant what she said. She mm-hmm. loves their life and she knows that he loves and respects her and that he is devoted and committed mm-hmm. to her. So we, we have this moment with Jennifer Connelly where she uh, finds the cigarettes and she, that's her last kind of straw. And it is a great, it is a great little moment when she breaks the mirror and then she immediately goes and gets the, the broom and <laughs> sweeps it up. Loved it. It's, it's so her personality type yeah. too. It's like, she's destructive, but then she gets it together. And then we see at the end, yeah. all the, instead of like throwing his clothes, like out, you know, on like in the street, like some people would do. And I get it. I'd probably do the same thing all neatly packed. Yeah. And that was it's very like, funny. That's the big kiss off. Goodbye. P.S. I want a divorce. Knock yourself out. Mm. <laughs> That's it. Big it's pack a- of cigarettes. Big pack of cigarettes. <laughs> uh-huh. And then we have uh, Jennifer Goodwin goes on this date with Bill, uh, with uh, Justin Long's friend. Uh, and then he shows up there at her door and said, with a pen, I can't stop thinking about you. I didn't know what it felt like when I actually fell for, for someone. This was really sweet. It was very sweet. And uh, I'm the exception. You're my exception. And they have such good chemistry. You got to love this ending. I do think that in a way, it's kind of them saying that he's just not you is kind of like the, the here's the guy who's saying the whole he's just not into you. He's delivering the philosophy. And then in the end, he realizes that it's not true. So I think it, they're kind of saying that it's sort of BS, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think a lot, I think there's, it's like you said in the beginning, there's a lot that's true in there, but there's a lot of it that doesn't apply. Yeah. Yeah. And so in a way it would have been interesting for them to have been a little bit less rom-commy and give it a little bit more of a bittersweet. I mean, I guess they probably felt like they did that with some of the other stories. You know, yeah. you have Jennifer Connelly and everything. So the, I guess that works. But um, but f- it would have been interesting for this, uh, for them to kind of keep the he's just at you philosophy throughout the whole thing and not basically admit that it's bogus. Yeah, totally bogus. Yeah. Bogus. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's, 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 I think, valuable when you're making excuses for jerks. It's. I don't know if it's really holds up much when you're talking about normal people <laughs> that aren't jerks. totally. Yes. I think, I think in the beginning we actually see when it holds up the most when it's like, he's just intimidated by you or he's just so busy. He doesn't know. Yeah. Like it's all that stuff that you're like, uh, also people are busy. And, but I think that you, you can also communicate to that to someone in a very real way. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm really not going to be in town for like, three weeks but can we set up some time to like chat on the phone and here's the date that we're gonna get on the calendar for when I get back that's just being intentional and I think that yeah we we see in the beginning how there's a lot of excuses for just bad behavior but then other stuff there's a lot more nuance to it Mm -hmm. yeah so then we have uh Ben Affleck proposing to Jennifer Aniston uh with the ring that's in his pants that she hates (laughs) another tearjerker moment for me these you. two do it for me i love them together yeah he says that rachel do they date in real life i don't think so okay i, I, I remember because i know so did i but i know that benifer was 
J-Lo. And J-Lo. Ben, I didn't know if it was two. I didn't know if he had two Benefers, but. Well, he did because he had Jennifer Garner. Oh, here and... we go. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and he says, I need to make you happy for me to have even a shot of being happy. This is peak Ben Affleck to me. He it's smiles. Cute. It's so genuine. I don't, I don't know how I feel about him really, but I think he's so good in this. Yeah, I mean, in general, I'm a fan. I wasn't a big fan of his Batman movie, but that was not his fault. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's he's good in this. I mean, Jennifer Aniston made so many terrible rom-coms that, I mean, this is way better than like something like um, the one with Gerard Butler. What was it called? Yes. Bounty Hunter, I think. Mm-hmm. That one sucked. She just was doing everything for a while but she's so good in this i mean she's so good in everything she's so likable even if the movie isn't good she's good in it yeah i mean there were some that even that she couldn't say (laughs) you're like god love her (laughs) i mean this is way better than like i said some of those movies she was one with aaron eckhart that oh my gosh it's terrible oh yeah the one with adam sandler that one sucks wait which one is that one Uh, just go with it yes 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 not for me but i like them together in their one the murder mystery one yeah that one's that one's pretty fun i mean i just love murder mysteries so that's no surprise <laughs> um so we get this big speech at the end and it says girls are taught a lot of stuff growing up if a boy punches you he likes you which again i guess my parents were exemplary parents because i was never taught this um, rachel and i were never fed this garbage <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Uh, never try to trim your own bangs and someday you will meet a wonderful guy and get your very own happy ending. Every movie we see, every story we're told implores us to wait for it. The third act twist, the unexpected decoration of love, the exception to the rule. But sometimes we're so focused on finding our happy ending. We don't learn how to read the signs, how to tell the ones who want us from the ones who don't. The ones who will stay and the ones who will leave. And maybe a happy ending doesn't include a guy. Maybe it's you on your own, picking up the pieces and starting over, freeing yourself up for something better in the future. Maybe the happy ending is just moving on. Or maybe the happy ending is this, knowing after all the unreturned phone calls and broken hearts, through the blunders and misread signals, through all the pain and embarrassment, you never gave up hope. I I love this ending. I think it's also very sex in the city reminiscent of the voiceover i just think i think this really ties up nicely and it's not just about finding a man or being partnered up it's about you know being who you are and figuring out how to follow that path so i i just think it's a really delightful ending yeah so what would you give this movie one to ten i feel like as far as rom-coms go i think this is pretty high for me it's okay it like when harry met sally you know, yeah. Nora Ephron stuff like that's like at a 10 for me. Yeah. I would say this one's like an eight or an 8.5. I think it's, it's really great, especially for that era of rom-coms and so mm. many actresses that I love. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I would say I'd give it maybe a seven out of 10 or 7.5 because I think that like two thirds of the plot of the stories work, work well for me. Uh, and so, you know, definitely, def- I, I definitely went fresh on it. I, I like it. I think it's, it's charming it, just for the Drew Barrymore speech alone. I think it's, it's worth it. Well, I think it, I think if both of us had our druthers, we could trim a little Bradley Cooper, Scarlett Johansson and add some more Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Yes. And I do think that Justin Long and Jennifer Godin have great chemistry. They're really good together. 
and I wouldn't mind seeing them in an actual like full movie sometime. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I think they'd be great. They're cute. So overall, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, I think I give it like a 7.5 out yeah. of 10. So let us know what you think of the episode and the movie. We'd love to hear your thoughts uh, in the comment section or on Twitter. And uh, you can follow us at City Girls Pod on Twitter. Make sure you're doing that. And uh, Jax, how can people find you? At Jacqueline C. Tweets on Twitter and Jacqueline Collier on Instagram. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast at Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We have the patron group and merch store. Take a look at that. And uh, we also want to congratulate Jax on her movie this last weekend. So congrats. That's so exciting. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So everybody watch the engagement plot. It was really fun. So, yeah. Yeah, got gotta love an up TV movie. It's the first one I've seen. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> more to come. I'm gonna watch more up TV movies. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye everyone. Bye everybody. Bye.